This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. You know, most people know they need some sort of financial plan, but this is especially important for young working adults, even if they have only just started working, and certainly by the time they hit mid-career. Our guest. Deepak Khanna, Head of Wealth Products and Journeys at HSBC, will tell you why you need a plan in this episode, which is brought to you by HSBC. Welcome to the show, Deepak. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be back on the show. You know, why is it alarming that HSBC's FinFit survey shows that young working adults in Singapore, aged 24 to 39, are weakest in their retirement planning compared to other aspects of financial planning? You know, what are the top three reasons for alarm? Chris, I would definitely agree that it's a cause for concern that the younger segment is less prepared in retirement planning compared to other aspects of financial planning. Now, younger segment means that either you're single, you're married with no kids, or you have kids in school. Now, as you grow older, your family structure is bound to change, and therefore your obligations will increase or change, your expenses may increase or change. And that has an impact of how much you can save in the future. Therefore, if in the younger age, you do not have a solid retirement plan, or if you're weak in that planning aspect, it will definitely have an impact down the line. Now, we spoke about a financial fitness test that HBC did with a broad segment of the Singapore population. Now, based on that, the main reasons for cost for concern that are coming out in retirement planning for the younger segment, the first one is less than half have a comprehensive retirement plan. Now, that's a big number to talk about. The second one is four in 10 are not aware of the amount they need when it comes to their retirement expenses. The third aspect is not being able to monitor or manage the performance or the progress of a retirement portfolio. I mean, those three reasons are definite causes of concern. Plus, you can't turn back time. You know, if you have gone 10 years without a retirement plan, it's not like you can go back 10 years and then do the plan. You can only work forwards. But I mean, let's say you are already approaching or you can see mid-career. It's never too late, right? It's never too late to start planning in the present. I would agree with that. I would say that uh, start now, even if it means that you have a smaller pot of money to start with. So do not hold yourself back, even if you have not done a planning in the past. Uh, You're absolutely right. I would say that, you know, make a start, even if it is now. Okay. So when you talk about planning, One element about planning and executing a plan is portfolio rebalancing. How is portfolio rebalancing connected to retirement planning? And why is it therefore worrying that annual portfolio rebalancing also seems to be a low priority among young working adults? So Chris, there are several benefits associated with portfolio rebalancing. Now, before you do a portfolio rebalancing, you need to review your portfolio. Now, review may throw up certain changes that you need to make in your portfolio. So let's understand what rebalancing means in the first place. So rebalancing is not an all or nothing exercise. It is not about selling all your asset classes and going after one or the other. It is making sure that you have a starting portfolio, which could be a mixture of equities, fixed income, or other asset classes. And as you go and review a portfolio, you're trying to make those small incremental changes either to increase or decrease your exposure to a particular asset classes. So it is all about those delta changes and not a dramatic change in your portfolio, so to say. Now, rebalancing will help you to reduce the risk of a portfolio and also to maximize the opportunities that can come in. But especially when it comes to retirement and the younger segment that we're talking about, it has a very, very critical role to play. 
at a very young age, your portfolio can and should I dare say should be skewed towards growth assets, which is equity in that place. So you could be looking at you know full exposure to equity at an age when retirement is about 20, 30 or 40 years away from now. But as you age, you need to review your portfolio and maybe skew it from a complete orientation towards growth assets to look at more of less volatile assets like fixed income. And that is quite relevant for the 24 to 39 year age group because you're pretty much hitting your halfway of your work life at that point of time. The second reason I would think of rebalancing in a younger segment for retirement planning is that this population will go through different life stage changes. So you could be moving from being single to being married, maybe having children, maybe having job changes, maybe buying a property. All these are significant changes in your life which need a review and a potential rebalance that could come in on your portfolio. So Chris, I wanted to share with you that at HSBC, we have a tool called Wealth Portfolio Plus. What that does is helps a client to design a portfolio based on the customer's needs, financial goals, risk profile. And it is a very tailor-made and personalized portfolio that we can give to a client. Now, some of the things that we do with that is to be able to monitor your portfolio on an ongoing basis, but as well as do a stress test of, on your portfolio through different market scenarios. So take, for example, if you feel that interest rates are going to go up in the market or equity uh, markets are going to do very well or not do well, you can play these different scenarios on your portfolio and see how your portfolio, your specific personal portfolio would react to these different market conditions. So that we find as a very good tool that our clients like. I also want to mention that the industry is now getting more connected with open banking. So now you as a client can house and identify your investments in funds across different banks into one place. And that is a great test to make sure that you can look at your portfolio in a more holistic way in order to take decisions of how do you want to construct your portfolio or even rebalance it in the future. So those are some of the great things which are happening at this point of time. So the name of the tool is HSBC's Wealth Portfolio Plus. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Deepak Khanna, Head of Wealth Products and Journeys at HSBC, about why young working adults need a financial plan right now. This episode is brought to you by HSBC. Now, before the break, Deepak, we were talking about a few things, in weakness in retirement planning among young working adults. And we zeroed in on portfolio rebalancing. And just to recap, so portfolio rebalancing is really about staying on target. Now, after you've reviewed where you are and where you're heading, if there is a target financial plan, a proportion of assets you're targeting, rebalancing makes sure that you stay on target. Is that correct? Absolutely, Chris. But why should your portfolio size not stop you from reviewing your portfolio at least annually? And what I mean, some people may say, you know, I have a tiny portfolio anyway. Do I really need to rebalance? What's the point of reviewing my plan if actually I have so little money to work on? But why should your portfolio size not hold you back from a review, a rebalance, and from acting right now? So Chris, I think it's a common myth that we believe we need to have a certain portfolio size before we can even start investing in the first place. Leave aside the portfolio management principles. Many of us have got some number in mind that let me save to a certain amount. And when that amount is of a particular size, then I will look at investing. And then obviously the portfolio concept about allocating your money into different asset classes thereon. Like I said, I completely feel that it's a myth. On the contrary, I believe that if your portfolio is small, there are immense opportunity to look at it from the perspective of allocation of the portfolio, as well as to continue to invest in that portfolio to expand it through regular investments. Today, thanks to technology and digital, 
You can start with an investment or a portfolio with as little as $1,000. You can invest into it on a monthly basis with as small as $100 a month to continue to build your portfolio. So don't let the size of the portfolio stop you. I would say start small, but start today. Start small, but start today. That's a key takeaway. It's never too early. And similarly, it's never too late. And no portfolio is too small then. But then can you walk our listeners through a step-by-step plan to meeting their retirement expenses by forming good financial habits and regularly balancing their portfolios, reviewing their needs? So what's the step-by-step plan to approaching this? So Chris, let me start by saying that the biggest risk we take in investments is not investing at all. You know, so I like the fact that you know, you know, start small, start today. It's never too late, never too early to start investing. So make investing a habit. Now, there are some steps I can talk about. The first one, I think what you can do is to identify how much you can invest in the first place. Now, for that, I would say that keep aside a pool of money that you want to call a rainy day pool or your emergency fund. Now, this is something that you are expected to spend over the next few months. Now, different people may have different numbers in their mind. It could be the expenses that you'll incur over the next three months, six months, 12 months. I typically say pick up six months of expenditures. So what are we likely to spend in the next six months? Keep that aside. Call it your rainy day pool or your emergency funds. The balanced money that you have, I would say can and should be invested. And that's where your investment journey starts. Another aspect to it is looking at your salary or your income. Obviously, you need to pay for your critical expenses first. So pay that off and you'll pay your bills off, pay your non-discretionary expenses off. Whatever balance you have can be invested. And I would say that look at paying yourself first rather than looking at the luxury spends or the discretionary spends that you may want. So this is the first step of looking at what kind of pool you have to invest right now, as well as how much you can invest on an ongoing basis through your salary or income. The second step I would say is to define your financial goals along with your risk profile. Now, financial goals should be broken into short-term, medium-term, and long-term. Often we find that people tend to ignore the long-term goals and look at short-term goals. The short-term goals could be about a vacation. It could be buying a house or you know, stuff like that. But the long-term goals are equally important, which is, let's say, sending your children to university. And mind you, the university education is getting expensive or retirement, as you're talking about in this example. You should be able to put very clear numbers behind it. And let's take retirement example here. You should be able to define when you believe you will retire, at what age. You should be able to define how much money you need to maintain your retirement lifestyle from the time you retire to the end of life. Now, there are various tools you need for this. And these tools are available to the customers today. We have ours on our website, uh, which can help customers to plan their retirement goal, as well as identify how much money they need for retirement. I always give a thumb rule that try and look at your lifestyle today, how much you're spending for your current lifestyle. And therefore, in order to maintain the same lifestyle when you retire, how much money do you need at that point of time is the way you can define your second step, like I spoke about, which is to define your goals with a risk profile. The third step is to actually start investing now. Now that you know how much you can invest, how much you need when you're going to retire, it is about the decision you want to take to start investing. I always say, think of your investment as a portfolio or a team of products, pretty much like a sports team. You don't want two players on the same spot as well as you don't want a spot vacant. So how do you build a portfolio where no two products are doing the same job and you don't have a missing product in your portfolio? So start diversifying and using complementary products to create the asset allocation. And it goes back to what we're talking about in terms of creating a portfolio. And this is the portfolio that you'll have to look at rebalancing and aligning to your personal objectives and goals on an ongoing basis. 
I always say start with simple products, products that you can understand, you can potentially explain to yourself. Do not get tempted by advertisements of high-yielding instruments because you may not see the risk behind them. The last aspect I would talk about is to get into regular reviews. We spoke about the annual reviews at the beginning of the podcast. I like that frequency. Track your portfolio, whether it is on track or off track. If it is going off track, make the changes in your investments, be it in the form of investing more in your portfolio, be it making changes from one asset class to the other asset class, but bring it to a right path so that you can help achieve your retirement goals at that point of time. One data point I want to share on this aspect is that people who scored very high on a FinFit survey, 95% of them review their finances yearly. And that's clearly one of the success factors that I see. Reviewing your, where you are yearly. So that's a big thing. And of course, you, you mentioned so many life stages. We're talking about young working adults. And you mentioned how fast, how quickly life stages can change for a young working adult. You start working, you're by yourself, then you get married. All of a sudden, you have kids. All of a sudden, your kids are going to college. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at retirement. So if you don't keep reviewing, you find that you've moved on in life stage and your plan hasn't kept up with you and you are off target, off the path towards achieving your life goals and your retirement goals. But I mean, that's a lot to take in. If there is one tool on HSBC's website to start with, because I assume there's more than one tool, is there a particular tool you'd recommend newcomers to start with? Yeah. So Chris, we have a financial planning calculators, which are there on our website. So people who are confident enough to do things themselves, they can use it in order to assess their goals and to see how they can plan their retirement or any other goal for that matter. If you're looking for any advice, I would say meet advisors. It's a very good starting point to kick off your investment journey, but get help if you are looking for any form of knowledge or tools that's available with us at this point of time. Great. Thanks for being on the show, Deepa. Thank you very much, Chris. It's a pleasure speaking to you. We've been discussing why young working adults need a financial plan right now with my guest Deepak Khanna, Head of Wealth Products and Journeys at HSBC. This episode was brought to you by HSBC. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.